Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we hear stories from everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Maritime, That's old school maritime time stuff. Law, though, yeah. Yeah. Maritime law is, is so strange because it's so rooted in such old stuff. Oh, yeah, like the Jones yeah. Act and all that yeah. stuff. That, that, that's back to when we were just developing as a country yeah. and trying to protect our own interests a little bit. Yeah, like that whole thing about being flagged in the U.S. So n- none of those big yachts are ever flagged in the U.S. because they get they get totally fucked over. You know, especially with the taxes yeah, and stuff like that. Taxes, so yeah. what you're actually doing is just just handing money over to like Bermudas and um, uh, what are some of the other the Bahamas, you the know, Liberia, Georgetown. All the yeah, shipping it's, it's, goes out. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, it's like every every ship is flagged in Liberia or Panama, yeah, or Panama. Marshall Islands. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a great read, um, and it's a it's a pretty good audio book too. Um, it's called Into the Raging Sea. And it's all about the the cargo ship, the Joaquim. Or no, it's the the hurricane is Joaquim. The cargo ship was the El Faro, I believe. But they they basically would leave Jacksonville, Florida, and go down to Puerto Rico, and that's what would be considered, I guess, uh, a Jones Act sort of run because to deliver goods into an American port, uh, I well, I shouldn't even speak on it because I. I'm still a little confused about how it works, but like I'm sure it's legal. It's, it's supposed to be confusing. Yeah, it's it's basically a throwback to to make it that you know U.S. I think it's that you have to be a U.S. flagged vessel to to deliver and move goods from an American port to an American port. So yeah, like yeah. Puerto Rico is just completely at at the mercy of American shipping when they could get you know much cheaper goods directly from like China or, yeah. or other places, but it has to come through the U S to get down there in any event. But oh, that poor that's little, a, that's that poor little, book. that poor little country. I mean, I could, I, you know, and they're not even a country. They're just, just, they, yeah, uh, they, they've uh, definitely uh, been taken advantage of, uh, in a million ways over, over the past hundred years. I mean, you know, first yeah. all the industry goes down there and then, they could find cheaper labor elsewhere, and then they just basically get out of Puerto Rico. Yeah. All the pharmaceutical stuff was down there. Oh, and yeah, and they just yeah. extract, extract, extract. And then they, they cut and ran. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, well, I'll see what happened. But because they yeah. built, they essentially built a middle class down there. But then, just as it emerged, all the all the jobs left. Yeah. And it was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like back in the seventies, seventies, something like that. Well, I mean. I'm not an expert on it. Neither are you. But. No, but I, I know that, I, you know, I read the Rum Diaries, you know, which was Hunter S. Thompson when he went down there. Yeah, and he yeah, was a yeah. journalist, and you sort of got the vibe that things were always a little shaky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, well, it's yeah. a lot, and it's a lot of people on a, a little piece of land, you know. I mean, it is, it is big. I, 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 you know, I, I actually got um, one of my buddies from Lalamere. He uh, lived down there. He was working in the Coast Guard, and so I... You know, I was like, "Hey, dude, I'm, Ooh, I'm Aaron." Yeah, 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 Aaron Joseph. And so I told him, I said, "Hey, I have the I I'm sort of stuck in Puerto Rico for the night. You know, it's either hotel it or let's go let's go have some beers." And so I ended up staying with him and his wife, and they they gave me a little bit of the tour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful place, and yeah. 
I mean, well, we also went to some pretty rough parts. You know, he was just yeah. sort of showing me. He's like, "This is sort of what you have to deal with." You know, down here, it's not all just beaches and sun. Well, it's it's hard I mean, when you when you lose your economy like that. People get desperate, and and that's when things get bad. You know? yeah. It really is. It's it's a fact of life when when things like that happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, with they're trying to put the tamp down on our runaway inflation right now, and it it sort of gets interesting because you you don't feel it in the beginning, right? When like your economy starts sort of shit in the bed, yeah. But it's like. What happens afterwards? I mean, I mean, that the crash was immediate, right? You could things were changing as the clock ticked. Yeah, every right? ten minutes, you're like, oh my gosh, you know. But those long, drawn out ones, those are the real killers. Yeah, because yeah. people trying to adapt, they're not really changing. Trying to too stay much. afloat. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then finding out two years later, I don't have anything saved up. I couldn't do it. I tried. I tried my hardest, and then and then just be coming to this massive depression of oh my god, how am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to keep my family afloat? How am I supposed to keep my house? You know, stuff like that. And that's that's the stuff that really changes the culture, right? Those, those immediate shocks are like, all right, everyone band together, we can get through this. Well, this, and America's typically pretty good at handling problems like that. But <laughs> not, not when it's like the slow burn. Yeah, the, the slow burn is really what changes a culture, right? And when then people start accusing other people of doing it. That's people, where you get the division and all people that. People become very distrustful, you know, and then there's a lot of finger pointing. And, and, and I think, I think the, the general public is, they're, they're pretty susceptible to being, to, being driven in a direction regarding the information that they're told. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think yes, you do have your fringes. They're either super cynical or super intelligent or super wealthy. They're just like ah fuck it. I know you people are lying to me, and I'm too rich to even care. So go fuck yourselves. You know. But I think the majority of the population is can be, you know, can be sort of driven in a direction that I don't think is very healthy. And I would hate to. I would you know. You look at a country like Puerto Rico, but I would also hate to see the United States become the next fucking Brazil. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you imagine that? You know, you know, and you know, you, you shoot gas prices, gas prices right now, all, all the way in California, probably peaking at seven, seven bucks. Okay, now North Carolina, no, they're not. But what happens if all of a sudden sevens all everywhere? Yeah, right. You're you're gonna have some serious issues on your hands. And well, it, it, yeah, it it basically takes away. It, it makes it so because for most people, gas is a prior is is a, a it's, necessity. It's, it's how, how you, I get to work. It's how, how you how get, I, get yeah. your groceries. How you, it's how you get everything. And so that that's gonna have to you know be the cornerstone. That's yeah. the money goes there first, and then whatever's yeah. left over goes gas, to other places. Gas, natural gas is how you get to charge your Tesla. So even those high horse people they they're, they're still they still succumb to it. Yeah, right, yeah. you know. It's like oh, like uh, what's his name? That, oh. that uh, comedian who's oh. like I don't mind paying 15 bucks a gallon cuz I drive a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, <laughs> oh, by the way, it fucking helps that you're a gazillion fucking air, you know. Yeah, any any time any million dollars. Anytime someone 
says anything like that and has that much money, the only words I want out of their fucking mouth is investment advice. <laughs> How yeah, do you, right. you know, it's like, it's a, do I give a shit what Nancy Pelosi says? No, unless she's t- telling me what stocks to buy. You know. <laughs> yeah, she does have the inside track. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I what, love- what would you do if you, if you were able to uh, sort of propose a, a regulation for, you know, elected officials as far as what they can and cannot invest in and, and own? And this, is, this is what, what I would do. Your, what would your right. little okay. uh, regulation All right. be? All right. Nancy Pelosi did have a point that just because you work in public office doesn't mean you should be removed from the free market. Okay, but in order to make sure that there's transparency and they have like some 45, 30 day window where they don't have to disclose the investments that that they made. Right. You and I, if we trade a stock, that's common knowledge. I don't understand why they can be protected. I think that if you want to allow your 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 governing officials to participate in stock market trading, whatever, mm-hmm. I think literally the moment someone hits that enter key on that trade, then it's got to be immediate. Oh, Public. right. Public. Yes. Yeah. So there's no, uh, I sat and waited. Oh, too late now. Right, I made right. all that money. Oh, I well, that's interesting. I never you know, even knew that. Let them... <clears throat> They're, they're 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 American citizens. They should be able to participate in what makes this country so well, great. Well, don't you think there is a conflict of interest there? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. You're regulating hundred percent that you're also investing in. But I also think that the immediate acknowledgement of what they did and when allows them to be dragged into the public square when it is most important, and that is right, right. that is exactly when it happens. We. Americans especially have so much amnesia. They just, they just the short-term memory of Americans is just, just shocking, right? So if you give them thirty days, they're just like, oh, oh it's too late now. Yeah, and they shrug, they shrug, they just toe in the sand. Oh, another celebrity slaps another. Yeah, celebrity. Yeah, yeah, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, guess what? That happened like last weekend. I guarantee you, next week it's not even talked about anymore. But, but, Probably. but, but I think. Because they had that one Twitter or that uh, Reddit thing. It was like Nancy Pelosi trades or something like that, where yeah. they, where they were everyone on that Reddit thread was trading as they got the information, which was like forty five days, thirty. I, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. the exact amount. It, there's a, there's some gap in there. Usually, it's too late for the regular. Yeah, guy, you know. The- the profits have already been made. Yeah, the big exactly. Push, the big yeah, uh, I can't return those now. Uh, what are you going to do? Tax me? <laughs> Guess what? I rewrote the tax bill to save my own ass. You know, it's just you know. I I think they should be allowed to do it, but I think it should be immediate. You know, like dude, we I can go right now to my UBS um, website. You know, log in my account. Mm-hmm. I can go and pick a company. I can. Go into the you can deep dive, dude. That 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 UBS website that is an endless hole, right? There's you can you can you can drill down as far as you want. I can go and find out what CEOs have how much stock. Oh, it actually has like their names and stuff. It has their names. It has how many shares they own. Has when they bought it. When there's when they sell it. Right, right. Right. So if you can do that for them, you should should be able to do it for yeah. I don't they, they don't deserve any protection, but I. 
do think if you're going to stand behind a capitalist society, you should definitely be able to participate. You know, or you say, no, you can't do it at all. While you're in office. And then you go, okay, so now the only people in this room are people who are legitimately wanting to govern and they have no ulterior motive. Right. You know, and you're either going to get, you're either going to get incompetent people because they're not, because, you know, you got to have a little carrot on a stick to get the smart ones in there. Yeah. You know, or you're going to get some complete socialist, you know, whack jobs, you know, who are just, you know, you don't know, you know, you do need that carrot on a stick or, or the other side of that coin is you're actually going to get people who honestly want to govern in a really way who don't have the ulterior motives. I don't think you're ever going to get that. You know, uh, history tells that we definitely don't. And the longer, longer an, an empire or a country is, is, is big and growing and, and all that. Eventually the stick falls always. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the no, shoe falls. Yeah. Say. Or, or they eat the carrot yeah. and then they run away. But that's, you when know, they find a way to get the fucking carrot. <laughs> and then in the moment that carrot's gone, they vanish. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Well, I, they find that in, uh, I know in talking with some of the, uh, charities and stuff that I've, I've, sort of talked with and, and worked with in the past, one of their problems is it's hard for them to balance paying good people to work on their teams because that money comes out of donations. Of, of what, what what it's supposed to be yeah. used for. And, yeah. and what... Not so much salary. But that's the Curing thing. It's, a it's disease. It's like this, yeah. this paradox of like, well, if we get in this guy or this girl for half a million dollars a year, she's the best at what she does and the charity's going to exponentially grow. Yeah. But on paper, it it's like, oh, well, if if your charity is paying these people so much money and so a lot of a lot of the big fundraising things don't get the best people cuz the best people can get paid three times as much. Oh, they go work outside. somewhere else. Yeah, 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 they go work somewhere and, else. Yeah. But it is, it's one of those things and I don't know, it's it's just a realization. And same with like education and teachers, you know. Oh, te- you want to get the best what. teachers in I'll, there, you got to pay them. I'll tell you what. In this country especially, I, I I know in other countries, Denmark's, you know, so the Nordics, you know, a lot of places in Europe and stuff like Scandinavians. that. Scandinavia, yeah, they do a really good job really there. Really good job. Um uh this country, I've never seen a country in need of so much investment for education and just shit on teachers. I mean, just shit on teachers. Now, and the teacher unions, I've heard stories where the teacher unions weren't even helping the teachers. You know, they they were just looking at bottom lines, you know, got to keep this school open. And I I can't imagine how hard of a job uh, teaching would be and and the, the pay rate is so abysmal. Well, and and talk about soul crushing. You're you're essentially that money to pay those teachers. The more you throw into it, the better the future citizens of the country the, the, the are entire, educated. Yeah, talk about rising tides. So if right? you cut that, yeah. you've got a snowball effect where essentially your your citizenry is is getting dumbed down because they're not being educated properly and. Yeah. And, and the only the only people who are getting smarter are the people who are in private schools. Yeah, you know? and so it's sort of keeping the collective wealth wealthy 
gap or not the gap but the the wealthy oh it's gap keeping well, them, there's a gap all right make them smarter i don't know it gets crazy man it does i mean it's it's, it's total rabbit hole you know you can you can it's almost like beating a dead horse you know but at the same time you 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 hope somebody can come along you know and 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 come up with a brighter brighter bulb well that's trap. the thing yeah you, you hope that know. you get I'll vote for that person when they come along. Just haven't seen them. They're, they're hiding in the bushes. Yeah, it's probably because true. they they know they they know they they're probably the best person for the job, but sure as fuck don't want it. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, and what's that old thing about saying? You know, the the person who least wants it is oh, the Peter the, principle. Yeah, yeah. You you were you were promoted up to your level of incompetency <laughs> and that's where you stay for the rest of that's your you life stay. well but i've seen that i i've definitely seen that in some of the jobs that i've had where you know you're managing teams whether it's food and beverage or marina or any of that stuff when you have you have sort of people in charge that aren't really doing a great job and then somebody They're- new comes in and all of a sudden, they're good at it, and you see the entire team turn around. So it is oh. possible. Oh, know? no, it's totally possible. You Plus can do it. i seen the reverse of that. Oh, uh, where somebody shit moves in, and then the whole team goes to shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. Well, and usually, usually what I always saw happen was a manager would come in that was really bad, and then you would lose your best people because they didn't want to have to deal with some idiot in charge of them and – they just and then then it just catastrophically avalanches down. Yeah, because now you've lost all your good people. You still got a crummy manager, and you, the only people who are hanging on are sort of just there because yeah, they're just collecting. That's a all you got. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 just the worst. I I I one time moved into a shitty team, and I knew it was shit from the get go. Right? Yeah, and and this coworker of mine and his wife. I'm not I'm not going to put names or places in this no um we we tried our best like i was a breath of fresh air for this this gentleman who was there for a very very long time yeah and we were able to put a we were able to turn it around a little bit um but the other individuals who were also involved were just absolutely negligent and didn't really give a fuck and well that and, happens over time though when you're dealing with, with yeah. incompetent management well it wasn't even management because we didn't really have solid management we just had me and this other guy sort of leading a direction of the face of this oh, particular okay. company and, yeah. and it was working it was working and these other individuals are so selfish they could give two shits and and the moment he retired because he was getting older you know the moment he retired I had to look at myself and say, I can't deal with this team on my own. And I'm like, I've tried pretty hard to keep it going and keep it afloat. And then one day I just had enough and put in my two weeks. That was 2017. Mm. The place still hasn't recovered. Yeah. This This is half a decade later. And it's just just limping along. No, not even, not even. It's shit. I mean, it's barely there. Yeah, it's just it's just nothing. There's just nothing there. You need to have know? good people. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just and it, it's just like you remove two people from an entire place, and it just got wiped out overnight. Yeah. Overnight, never recovered. You know, just two fucking people. 
Well, that's the the leadership role, though. That's why it's so crucial. It's so it's it's something where that that choice of person, their job essentially is to work for that whole team. I used to always tell my guys, uh, you know, not to take advantage of it, but I work for them, even yeah. though I'm their boss. I'm trying to make sure that their needs are met so that they're as productive so and as happy Operating as possible. at 100%. That's what you want day in and day, day out yep. uh, without any question. And it's hard. It's I, definitely hard. And it takes a lot of commitment. But that's why, you know, usually the person in the leadership role is making a bit more money, um, which is acceptable. But again, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Well, yeah, they, 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 they're also the ones making the executive decision. At the end of the day, you do need somebody. You don't need two people sitting around a table going, uh, should we do this? Yeah, should yeah. we not? You got to have somebody who's willing to risk it all and throw the dice and be like, this is what I think we should do. Yeah, and we're going to do it. Good. Tomorrow morning, this is enacted. But it's, yeah. that's, that's but, tricky, and that's too, the stress. Because, yeah. yeah, that brings about stress, yeah. which also is something, yeah, that you should be compensated mm. for because it does feel good. I know when I work up in Maine, it's just, it's like, you know, start in the morning, you finish at five, four o'clock, something like that. And I don't have to think about the boatyard after that. Yeah. But somebody else does. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it I takes mean, it home, takes the work home with them. I'm getting a beer. You want one? Uh, I'll take a water. All right. Sir. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's actually pause this for a sec. All right, we're and we are we are back after we're that back short on. intermission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to take a pee break. Um, you know, like we were saying about those, the, you know, teams and leadership and stuff like that. You know, I had my little horror story, and um, but to switch it around, when you're on a good team, oh shit, you can do anything you unbelievable want. and that's when i think a lot of the innovation and the growth of any any company or or team or even individual yeah that's where new id because you're 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 getting everything that you everything that you're supposed to be doing is getting done and it's getting done well and it usually leaves you time then to innovate and you know come up yeah with because you're efficient because you're efficient yeah, yeah it's yeah. like there, there have definitely been teams I've been on where the majority of my time is spent essentially ramming my head into a brick wall, just trying mm-hmm. to keep the status quo and get things, you know, safe and functional. Uh, but then I've been on other teams where it's like perfectly greased. It's like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And that's when you can start going in and being like, well, let's, what do you think? We could change this area, this up and, Let's try these things, see if they work. Yeah, and and people are open and receptive, yeah, and they're exactly. willing to experiment. And guess what? If the experiment sort of fails, right, it's a very easy comeback. Yeah, it's not It's, it's not, not end to, of the it's, world. Yeah, it's not like, oh, my God. You're getting the initial mm. purpose down. I don't yeah, know, but yeah. that's the thing. The, the How team, do you cultivate that? The team I work on right now at Sky, and yeah, I'll drop names here because these people are genuine Perfect people. Well, just use first names. Yeah, a we'll little just, anonymity goes yeah, a long yeah. way. Yeah, like uh, Adam, well, brother, he can't be anonymous. You can but, talk his name. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll talk his name. You know, but uh, like the team lead, this guy Andrew, these two Garris that I work for, this guy Chris, who I was also on BMW Oracle with. Holy crap, man. Talk about a rock star team. I mean, what a great group of guys. We, we, were, we are always ahead. 
Yeah. You know, and and if something turns up, goes tits up, it gives us so much runway to land that plane to get it fixed, you know. And so so nobody's operating scared. I mean, we do work hard. Don't don't get me we wrong. We have to. That's have that's to. a key in, ingredient always. Yeah, in order to stay ahead of the curve, you got to make sure that you got plenty of time in the bank and you could only do that with a super efficient great group of guys and uh, man, so blessed. So blessed. And it, it takes the stress right off. It just takes the stress right off. Mm-hmm. You know, the the guy standing next to you is as good if not better. And that is such a cool feeling. And it also makes you strive a little bit harder. You just you you want to be good too. Well, cuz when you have other people where they're badasses, their game is tight, you know, you've got to get yours right there yeah, with them. Yeah, or else you're the one who's slowing the boat exactly. down. Yeah, you're and the dragging sheet. Nothing worse <laughs> no, than that. Yeah. And and if you're smart enough to realize that you're the dragging sheet, Oh God, that is such a hurtful moment. Yeah, you right. know, talk about a soul crushing situation where you're like, "I'm the guy." Like, oh no, uh, oh yeah, no. What, what's that? Like, if you can't see the guy in the room that shouldn't be there, you're it. You're it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's you. Well, it is. I don't know. It, it's it's always been an interesting thing, and, and the vast majority of jobs that I've had, I've typically started sort of in the middle or at the bottom, and then within. A short amount of time, I'm usually the person in charge. In uh, a calendar month. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't yeah. go that fast. But it, it's it's mostly just because I, I like to be 100% like involved and, and I'm always trying to learn more about what's going on. Because I figure if I'm going to be there for eight hours or 10 hours a day, yeah. I might as well get super into whatever job I'm doing. And that way I can I find I enjoy it more. And I yeah. also, I've always... Time goes faster, that's for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's that's not something I ever really want out of anything. Because I realized that, you know, you've only got a certain amount of time. Yeah. And yeah. even if it's, you know, doing something like being a plumbing assistant, yeah. I still don't, I don't want my life to flash by because I'm not enjoying it. I'd rather just immerse myself in it and try and try and go so hard and learn so much about what I'm doing that it, it actually sparks some interest. And then Yeah, you, you're right. If it, if, it, if it does flash by, you're, you're almost like, oh, what did I learn uh, today? What did, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. right? Yeah, it's like, oh, I can't remember. Wow, that went by real quick. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, you, I don't want my life to go by too fast. But I, at the same time, I think one of the, the biggest attributes – that I've ever had that's helped me in, in a lot of my jobs was just that I, the more I can accomplish in one day, the better I feel at the end of the day. And I know that for a fact, when I, when I don't accomplish a lot, like if I'm a little sluggish, a little tired and I sort of, you know, phone in a few things here and there (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm not feeling great. I don't feel like I've earned a beer. Um, but when I go hard, there were, there were a lot of times at the bitter end where I was pulling 16 hour days and, and I felt great at the end of the day. I was going crazy and it, yeah, it it's time to go to bed up. now but i feel good about yeah, it yeah and then i'd be up super early the next morning because i wanted to do it again because i wanted more of that i don't know if it's releasing endorphins or something oh it's gotta be it's gotta like be hormonal yeah everything's hormonal i mean could you imagine being elon musk and and you know doing some big innovation at tesla getting some big battery thing going and launching a rocket and then going home and being like i think i earned a beer today uh, 
Yeah, I yeah, think he definitely. And he definitely. If there's a guy out there that deserves the beer, I think it's him. I would think so. Yeah, uh, he's 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 changing the world in yeah, a lot of ways. So. Yeah, yeah, he's making the uh, was that the um, space Ali- alliance? You know, the the old guard. The Boeing, yeah, the he's, North he's making... scaring the shit out of them. Oh yeah, no, he's absolutely. Like, hey, I'll come, I'll come, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll bid, and I'll be forty percent less. <laughs> and they're like, shit, <laughs> what? Oh, what? God damn! It. And the, and the government's always got to take the lowest bidder. You know? Well, yeah, those are our taxpaying dollars. Absolutely, spend them wisely. Damn it. Well, so I wanted to get some of your take too, as as we're getting into the. Uh, into the end of this on actually podcasts yep and this podcast in particular because i'm trying to figure out not so much what direction to go with it but i don't know i i love a, a good take from an outside source who not only has been on the show but who has listened to some of the other ones oh absolutely and listens to tons of other podcasts i don't know yeah. i'm trying to figure out what to do with this if i need to just keep plugging away at it or or what i mean i'm i'm definitely from my take i'm enjoying that, that was going to be the first question out of my mouth do you enjoy it i do yeah. i i sitting down i i always tell people you know even if i'm having you on the podcast i learned things about my own brother that i did not know yeah. by just sitting down for two hours and face-to-face conversation yeah and you, you know that to me is great in that sense, but if I get to sit down with somebody I don't know, oh yeah, it's a hundred percent learning. Oh, I know that's you even know? you know because we sort of know each other well enough. That, yeah, that yeah, this is fun, you know. But when you sit down with that stranger, wow, that becomes a learning experience. You it, never you know, know what they're gonna say. You never and know what yeah. as as nice as it might be to have uh, celebrities or, or something like that on, I'm I just find it so interesting to talk to just normal everyday people yep. because they do like say in the start they they everybody's got some extraordinary stuff that's going on in their lives mm. and and i think just the fact that and i i want your take on this but if it if having just normal people on here is more relatable oh i think so i mean i think you know i, I think when you when as long as as long as you can have someone like yourself, not necessarily leading the podcast, because you don't want that, right? Because in, if you're directing too much, then it's just gonna just become yeah. it's just gonna become rote. Right? I just want to shoot from the hip, yeah, and just you know? see how it goes, you know. And I think by having different the, the different people on and, and and but you maintaining your course and and helping the people that you want to get to know and the audience wants to get to know, I you know I think you've got a really good. You, you've got a really good formula so far, you know. I, you know, I, I enjoy listening to your podcast just as much as I enjoy listening to a fucking Rogan, right? Yeah, you know, and and Ooh, that's that's quite a compliment, bro. You know, you know, but and and you don't have a thousand under your belt, but you're no, you, but you keep 
producing content. We talked about this in the last podcast. You know, the content's a killer. That's the one that that's uh, you know trying to try, trying to dredge the deeps. Well, you know, that, yeah, and, I mean, getting the shrimp on the boat. You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get the shrimp on the boat. <laughs> you know, well, it is. It's hard, and uh, you know, not not every single podcast I have is an interview. I would say probably. At this point, only like a third of them are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll do things, everything from critiquing or, or talking about like sailing books or a lot of them. Every time I go out to sea, I record yeah. more because I think those are kind of cool because you're in such a different headspace. Well, when, okay. When, when are you going to do Micah's? If he, uh, if he agrees to it, I'm going to talk to him tonight yep. and see if uh, great see guy. if we can set something up for tomorrow or Sunday. Because then then I'm out of here. Yeah, I got to yeah. go back to the boat. Uh, yeah. All right, so are you leaving here and going back to Buford? Yeah, I leave uh, on the fourth because that I still don't have a bowsprit. It was too cold uh, yeah, to do uh, any uh, of the epoxy right. work. Yeah, so yeah. I've got to get that going. I've got essentially a month, and then I'm taking off in May, which. I don't like going up the East Coast in May because it's when you, a little too early. Okay, back to podcasting. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't die, don't side reel me on that. Yeah. I'm already worried about yeah. that trip. Uh, do when you get done doing a podcast, are you tired? Uh, I wouldn't say tired. Do you, you you felt like you accomplished something though? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But you're like so like uh, you know doing a stretch. It's know, a little yeah. well, it's it's a mental thing because you you do have to stay sharp. You have to mm-hmm. stay in the conversation. I mean, you can't you can't daydream yeah. while somebody else is talking to you because then and, and that's happened earlier on mm-hmm. in the podcast. I can remember just like forgetting about say, what someone said. somebody would say something, <laughs> and I'm just sort of thinking about that while they continue to talk, and then I lose. We lose that that connection and that train, and so yeah. I I really try to maintain a focus and and listen with all intention. And you yeah. know, I think that's where a guy like Joe Rogan, he's always talking about you know omni brain and all these oh the supplements these things, and supplements stuff. that he yeah. takes to just stay as sharp as possible. Now I think he's. You know, he smokes a lot of weed and he's, he's, they're always drinking on his podcast and stuff. And I, I don't do that, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll have like a cocktail, but I, I'm not sitting here constantly pounding. Oh, no, no, we're not, we're not getting hammered. Those, yeah, yeah, they just don't. Oh, you couldn't do it. It would just turn into a shit show. He's got way more practice uh, (laughs) than I do. Well, he did, he did that one with that, uh, guy, uh, uh, Malone, something, something Malone or whatever. And uh, they ate mushrooms. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were tripping. And it was wow. It was a weird pot. I mean, it was great because I was like, I was like, you know, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. I, I think mushrooms are great. Well, it's thing, uh, you know, yeah. you, you don't want to hide anything. I think, I think yeah. it's far more respectable to just be like, hey, you know, this is what I do. This, this is my little hobby that I do like hey, once or twice tough. a year. You yeah, know, blah blah blah. You know, I used to eat them all the time. I don't think, eat them that much anymore. I think that's way better than trying to portray yourself as like squeaky clean, <laughs> and then as soon as the camera's off, you know, you're <laughs> yeah, you're, grabbing, you're banging horse, yeah, and getting <laughs> quiet. Like, it's like it's like every huh? time, every time some Bible thumper gets. <laughs> caught in a uh, male prostitute sting i'm like yeah man right right <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah time to go to church yeah people love that i don't know why it's like with the whole will smith thing people are just eating it up when you look at some of the the youtube video clips of that uh, some of those things have already reached you know like a hundred million views it oh. helps that they're only two minute clips but yeah, it's yeah. like 
Holy cow, people just get infatuated. I, you know, the only thing I'll say anything about that is the way that uh, um, Rock um, handled himself in that situation was perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good. He didn't. He didn't. He we didn't, didn't uh, react as yeah. far as the funniest comment back. though I heard was uh, someone on Rogan's show said if if uh, if Chris Rock had done a year of jujitsu training, he could have had Will Smith choked out before <laughs> security got there. Imagine <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Just be like come up behind him and just oh, yeah, you right. know, and just be like oh, his eyes roll back into his head, <laughs> and it's like yeah, now what, bitch, you know. <laughs> That'd be great. His one year of jujitsu, and he, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, well, like, people love that stuff, though. I, yeah. I think, I think people love to see. It is content. Well, I think I, for some reason I hate to even say it, but it feels like just based off of the the views on on videos and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's like watching like a train see, wreck. Yeah. yeah, they like to see a car. Yeah, accident. they're gawkers, rubberneckers. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, rather yeah. see failure than they would see success, and that I don't know. I think that that says a lot about. Well, I've said this culture. before on your podcast. If you're not going to be a good example, be a horrible warning. <laughs> you know, you're going to be that lighthouse. Stay off these rocks. You uh, know, that's you pretty know. good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, funny. But I, I mean, as funny. far as your podcast goes, I, you know, if you're enjoying it and you're able to get you know interviews with the people that you enjoy talking to, I, th- I think you got a you know well, nice that's, little cottage industry here. I, I think that's the the trickiest thing because I I firmly believe. If there were like rules to this podcast, it would the the only real one is that they have to be in person interviews. Yep, yep. And I'm and, and we we were talking about this on the car coming over here. You know, yeah. And you have this marine bent, right? You're sort of marine centric. You yeah, know, which there's, is good. there's always going to be a bit of like of the water talk. Thing. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, going to yeah. be always be some water talk. You know. Well, and I think part of that though is is sort of the 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 reason that I'm able to even do this and have people want to sit down with me is, is some of the things that I've done are so unusual Yeah, that they want to know you as well as, as as much as you want to know them. And, and I've, I've never, I've never really gotten sick and tired of talking about sailing or going around the world. No, it's a whole point. Yeah, it's you know, it's I I people would ask me that, especially when I back before things got crazy doing all those presentations. But yeah, yeah, what were those like? Like, do were you ever like, I'm not feeling it today? Or or, uh, no, I mean, every everyone's got their worst day. You can't have your best day without your worst day. Right. The the only time I had a bad one no well there were there were technical difficulties when i did the newport boat show where i couldn't get the audio to work because uh, they wouldn't let me test out the equipment it's right, you uh, got to practice your theater voice well that i i definitely Hello, had to everybody i had to essentially commentate tell the story that i normally do in between these video clips but then I also had to narrate the video clips while I was doing it in front of a couple hundred people. Yeah, it's a big room. It was, yeah, it was the best lesson I could have ever learned because uh, I was there the day before and yeah. I'm, I'm sort of nagging. I'm like, hey, I, I want to test out this and make sure this works uh, with the sound system. And they just couldn't fit it in. Yeah. And I should have, I should have essentially said, well, I'm not going on tomorrow unless this gets tested it's, today. It, it, yeah. And just be like, no, this is. I'm going out to sea, and I haven't even checked the the, the traveler. Yeah. yeah, well, and when I think back on it, had that been 
a full-on normal presentation, the amount of connections I probably could have made for people who own companies. Oh, if you would have had a polished polish presentation. Yeah if, yeah, if the audio would have worked and I would have been able to do my normal thing, it uh, it probably would have yeah, generated I mean, if you're gonna quite do, a if few you, more. If you want your the one that you're knocking it out of the park, yeah, I think Newport would be the Newport one. Newport would have been yeah, great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. That that was one of the, but, but that's all part of it. It was I I hadn't done that many at that point. It was yeah. still early on. So. Well, you got to go back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That one was hard because also they they had like an open bar and all yeah, this yeah. stuff in this huge a lot of tank. racket in the background. There's a lot of stuff moving around, and that's that's definitely hard. Well, to it was, do. you know, remember that? Remember that moment in my wedding when I was you know supposed to do the the, the, the groom speech or whatever like that? You yeah, know, and I was sort of joking about you know doing the spreadsheets and stuff like that. I had that mic up to my mouth. And hearing my own voice, I mean, I'm glad that we're able to do this in this room without doing headphones. Yeah, yeah. Because that just drives me nuts. I remember hearing my voice over the speakers and, like, handing the mic off to somebody and being like, I can't do this. I can't, yeah, I yeah. can't, no, I couldn't think. Right, right? right. And I'm on the spot. It's just I had nothing prepared. Yeah. Right? And, and but that gave me a little boost because I knew I was going to have to speak pretty loudly. I mean, you were you were over at the at the table. I mean, could you could you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. project your voice pretty well. Yeah, and and but I was like, holy shit, you know. And I can imagine you all of a sudden, oh, PA doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's right. like a sewing machine going down in a sail loft. You know, it's part of the it's part of the tools for the job. It know. was uh, a learning experience. You, when you when you when you use a mic. And you're over a PA. Mm-hmm. What, does your brain do that thing where it's like? No, I'm I'm pretty good at that. Um, just enough experience. I mean, if I if I have it my way, I just have one of those lav- landeliers or whatever it is, the little mics that you clip on your shirt. Uh, I think yeah, the landelier. Lo- I think. No, uh, um, lob lob lob. lob no, no, yeah, something I, with yeah, an L. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go to B and H photo. Those those go work to- good because then <laughs> yeah. I can use my hands and stuff. Yeah. Um, but a microphone's not too bad either. I'm. I've, I'll do any of them. It doesn't really matter. That that presentation, I haven't done one of those in years now. Yeah. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna go and do some more, right? If if things yeah if things sort of settle down and and like I get little inklings now and again to do some, uh, and I'm trying to put together. Uh, well, Mike, Micah, who you're hopefully gonna have on like tomorrow or the day after. I yeah. Mean, it, it, he wanted you to do a bit of a speaking thing, right? In that email. possibly in the future, yeah. yeah down well, you'll there find out tomorrow. Well, go, we'll actually, see. you'll find out tonight because we're having, you know he's coming over for. It would be it would be really nice. I think ideally. If I could maybe over this next winter travel around doing this podcast and then also mm-hmm. trying to do some presentations around the country just as a way to, you know, obviously earn money, but also grow the podcast. I I don't know. my When I was up in Michigan, I was desperately trying to come up with like a five-year plan because yeah. I, that's, I have done that ever since I got through like the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. If it's yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna go to the Caribbean for three years, earn this money, go get this boat, do that thing, and then try and sail around the world. And I've found in my life that sort of direction and that goal setting is like a must. Because if I don't have that, like right now, I still sort of feel like I'm just adrift because I don't yeah. really I don't really want to go out and attempt another huge trip because I've failed at the last two. 
And essentially, all that happens is I get back to I land. I would consider them failures. I would consider them I know, attempts. I know. Attempts, but the yeah. problem is those attempts cost all my savings, uh, yeah. and I get back, uh, and I'm broke. It's, yeah, it's a kick to the nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really tough. And so I don't know, and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll always be a sailor, but I don't know if I'll end up selling Sparrow or just mothballing it for the winter instead of taking it down south or take it to a different place down south. I'm not too sure, but... The, I, I'm definitely starting to feel like going uh, and doing another big trail, like the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the idea, I think, right now is to go up to Maine and work in the yard and do as much lobstering as I can, save some cash, because I don't have a car. I have a motorcycle, but that's not going to work in the winter. Yeah. Um, but maybe either get a car or lease a car or something, and then spend the winter traveling around and doing... Because, I, like I said, I got a list of about 150 people that I already know yeah. that I'm sure 70% well, of them would you, agree if you, to... If you make your way out to New Mexico, I've got three people. Oh, absolutely. New they, Mexico, they would, they have Arizona, yeah. California, all yeah. the way up to Washington. I mean... I, and it's all just have you done Coco? People, no, he'd be another one. Yeah, Coco's I'd great. I'd like to do Coco. A restaurant tour. He's got to have know. some fucking. I actually have heard some of his he stories. Has. They are fucking nuts. I don't man. know if he'd be able to tell too many of them. Maybe oh, he would. no, you got to let it let it rip. Well, no, he you know. Oh yeah, because there might be some liability or yeah, something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's that's the one thing. You know, the one thing that makes uh, comedian style podcasts easier is is those guys are so independent and so removed from normal people that they can say whatever the fuck they want and they're not gonna get sued you know right right because their job is to be a comedian and so nothing out of their jokes. mouth yeah. can it's be taken joke. seriously right. i mean i mean the uh, you know there's a it was uh jerry falwell versus larry flint which yeah that campari ad and it said that you know Jerry Falwell lost his virginity to his mom in an outhouse, right? Yeah, you know, and it went all the way to Supreme Court, and they were like, and and Larry Flint was just like, you know, he was like, this can't be taken seriously, yeah, because I'm this, the guy who put it in there. I'm the guy, I, yeah, I'm the I'm I'm the pornographer, yeah, right? yeah. This right. is the preacher. Yeah, are you going to trust what came out of my mouth versus what's coming out of this guy's mouth? It's like, I don't think so. And he won that case. Yep. You know, he won that case. But he? Jerry Falwell was a public figure, and public figures are under a different rule. Absolutely. Absolutely. But satirical stuff. I wonder what defines like a public figure. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be, that's interesting. Because I, I know, like, I couldn't just get on here and start tearing apart some. Some person, some random person, who's not a public figure. Well, then, you might, you might, you might, you might find yourself in like libel. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I think public figures are totally on limits, right? There's, there's no off limit for, if you're a public figure. Right. If you're making your money by being out there, then you should take the shit with the good. You know, I mean, I mean, that's just, why they get paid the big bucks. Ex- ex- it, those people make so much fucking money that if they just wanted to fucking throw down the cards and step away from the table, they could be on the back of a fucking yacht in no time flat. They could be just parked somewhere, 
20 miles off fucking shore and being like, leave me alone. Yeah. You hey. know, so <clears throat> I don't, I, my, 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 my little violin don't play for them. <laughs> fuck the, the moment you hit the $10 million mark, you have enough money to fucking vanish. Yep. So and if you don't like the heat you're getting, get the fuck out of the kitchen. God, your, your language today is atrocious. <laughs> I, my language is always atrocious. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, it is. You know, you get, when I'm you a get sailor. Excited. I know. I, 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 <laughs> No, it's fine. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, freedom That's of speech, right. man. Yeah. You can, you can, I, it just yeah. means okay, I gotta, so this isn't for children. I got to put yeah. a warning right, on the all right, front. All right, all right. No Sweet. problem. I want every single one of my goddamn podcasts to have a goddamn motherfucking warning. Yeah, on. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, put the Sven warning <laughs> yeah, on this It's one. like, this one's done by Sven. We well, all, I, I had a buddy of mine, Heath, who's a, a lobsterman up there in Maine. Uh, I think I've listened to his, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I somehow lost the first half of that. We're, we're oh, definitely no. going to be sitting down uh, when I get up there because he's, he's amazing. But when he listens, to his he was he said he was embarrassed because he of kept, his language yeah he kept yeah. dropping the f-bomb left <laughs> yeah. right and center and he well was, that's because that's how normal people speak i know i know but he was he was sort of they i think they even turned it in he and murph turned it into a drinking game for a little bit where oh, it's like no. every time he says yeah, it you gotta take a drink right. yeah well you know what there was a study done that said that people who use ex- ex- expletives yeah were more trustworthy Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Because people were saying how the, what they meant and oh, how they felt. Right, right, right. And they, and they weren't, weren't thinking about back. the way that they were saying it. They were just they were just and they they were just speaking in normal terms. Yeah. And and so the the shit that was coming out of their mouth, people took it a, a little bit more seriously or thought it was more genuine. Well, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me, right? Oh, that hurt to even say. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know, I still it's funny because throughout my life, when I when I worked at that that summer camp, the family camp up in Michigan, <laughs> you had to be. We just the term was Disney. You you had to keep it Disney because you don't Ooh. want to ever Oof. accidentally drop a bomb somewhere and and then all of a sudden you know a bunch of kids are hearing that and repeating it and all that. And that's I've seen that happen before. And it's bad. Oh, oh, I got it's a story. Real bad. I got a story for you. Well, well hold on. Was like, and, okay. and essentially, so I, I tuned my brain for years working to be Disney to just constantly, you know, just forget about swear words and all that sort of stuff yeah. and never say them, even outside, because you really, you, you couldn't do the transition and still really, you had to just go full 100% in. So, like, I just don't swear anymore at all. But then. You know, you go to a place like up in Maine in a boatyard. Oh Jesus! It's sailing. And I every sailors. time, whenever I come home after working up there for a couple months, I am just swearing left, right, and center. It's like it's like your only, oh. it's like your only vernacular. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, it's just like I, I don't but know, I don't know how to communicate <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Fuck. It suits that Maine accent really well. Oh I, yeah. I'm not trying to be disparaging of, of people up in Maine because I. Mainers are some of the greatest. Well, can you greatest can you imagine people. being a New Yorker without having to drop the F bomb a couple times? Come on, <laughs> the worst You know, I just so I was working at Nubs, right? We're yeah. at the we're at the the children's chair lift, right? And so I'm I'm working at the bottom of the lift, and there's another guy working at the top of the lift, and there's you know it was like a weekday. So yeah. there's like no kids. They're all in school or something like that. And the, and uh, I was making a joke and, and telling a 
the guy who's working at the top of the lift, he's got the microphone and the speaker. Oh, you know? yeah, because yeah. you always have to yeah. communicate. And it, and this woman showed up with her like five year old kid, and I was like, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll just call him Andy. And I, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, Andy. Uh, he didn't hear me, and he was like. Oh, shut the fuck up, you monkey fucker. Oh, and the woman whoops. Lo- the woman looked at me, and there's this little kid, and the little kid was just like, what did I just hear? Yeah, right. And I'm like, Andy, there's people here. I, I, I don't know the guy's name. That's not his name. But, yeah. And he goes, he's like, oh, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, oh, you just compounded. You just made this three times worse. Yeah, yeah. And and I go, no, there's a kid, you know. And I said, ma'am, I am so sorry. Um, I, I don't think he knew that you were here. It was, it was an accident. We were joking around. I, I apologize. She walked right into JB's office at NUMS. Oh, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. And she was livid. Well, that's not, you know, it's a He almost family. lost his job. I don't it, well, that, it. It's at the, the kids' lift. It's like you got a, you got a, a poster of Barney. Yeah, the purple yeah. fucking dinosaur right there. I mean, come on, you got to tone it down. This is, this is, you know, it's not double black diamonds everywhere where everyone's just like, yeah, let's jump off this lift. Extreme. Yeah, extreme. You know, I'm like, dude, oh, that guy almost lost his job. And I, I felt so bad, but there was no way. It was like watching this slow motion train ride. Oh, no, and that was just language. It's just language. But it, it, it sounded so crass. And so, uh, just unfortunate. It, it, it's just useless language. You know, should yeah. never open your mouth in the first place. You no, know, but no, what, no. I, I mean, I take I take ten percent of the blame. <laughs> That's it, though, because we were joking around. And I said, right, I right. said something stupid, and then all of a sudden, boom! Someone with a six-year-old shows up. It's like. Yeah, they, they should really. He, he have can't a cut see me. He can't see me. It was pre-video, like yeah, yeah the pre. Yeah. I don't even know if they have video at the top that's, of the lift. That's a good, uh, good example of what not to do. There. Or that's just sure. understand your surroundings. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah, 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 you know, you are working at the children's lift. Well, that's uh, that's uh, even yeah. just any any sort of of job like that. I would always think you would, you want to sort of mind your p's and q's. Yeah, yeah, like like you know, Enos Enos family is super like clean cut you know would i use ex- expletives around them probably I'm, not no absolutely not i curb my language now get me and mom together with, oh, with, a, with a scotch gonna... and soda in us <laughs> fucking f-bombs yeah. are just she's falling up into this you yeah, know, that's i know she is i know she is but you our know. wonderful loving mother yes yeah but but she's no she's no stranger to Dropping an F bomb. Oh no! I, yeah, yeah, I think she actually said that last night. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you I've what. Never heard that before. I, yeah, and yeah, and you know when she when she speaks, I listen. Yeah, it's true. That's what you got to do with your mom. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And at least I know the, the the shit that's coming out of her mouth is <laughs> bop the fuck on. That's, that's all I'll say about that. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Oh man. Well. We're getting up there in the old minutes, man. We're creeping into the, uh, I think we're, yeah, I think. What do you think about that as far as uh, when I do a show that's, that's, say, hits the two-hour mark, splitting it in half, so it's a two-part, but then publishing them both at the same time. Great idea. Best idea you had all day. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's 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 how absolutely. I'll go for it. Because yeah, I I I definitely agree. Where the hour mark is sort of a nice one, but I I never want to cut people off at an hour. If especially if we're getting into a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think that's the best idea you've had all day. It, it, it's just it allows the listener to break it up. Like I said to you, not everybody's got a three hour commute. Yeah. Right? And if you, but, but I like your idea about releasing them at the same time. Yeah. I hate no slow the week. Burn, like, ooh. Yeah. Because if, if you want to continue to the next one, you just, just go immediately. Then you can right? just go. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's sort of the game plan. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, I guess if I sat down and never had like a three or a four hour one, I would just break them what up. What the hell would you be chunks. talking about? I know, well, like the knows? death penalty or something. <laughs> like you just like go off on like, like I mean, I mean, we talked about Congress people trading stocks. You know, you'd have to go into some moral dilemma well, that, 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 that it hurts society, but helps the society. You, you, you know, never know because you topic. can you can just. I, I think some of the stuff. I'll, I'll tell you what. Next one we're gonna do is gonna be the death penalty. Oh How my god! I, I will. I will. I, no, I will. I will. I will. I will serious life changing gun control laws. Let's have a debate. I'll tell you what used to be for it. No, I'm not. Yeah, there's something always. There's always something (laughs) curious about a person who changes their mind and why they did it. Because a lot of people don't. That's true. A lot of people just stick with whatever Whatever, whatever. and they just ride it into the sunset. And that's not a healthy thing to do. I think you always have to sort of question some of your beliefs and and be open to. Yeah, some opposing views and things like that. Yeah. Just, just listen. I, I've had my mind changed. That's, a whole what, bunch that's of times. what we'll do the next one. We'll do the next one about how many times in your life that you've changed your mind. Well, we but, could, you, but yeah. you'd have to actually, you, you know, we would have to save that for another one because you'd like sort of want to write them down and be like, I'll come to you with a list. Yeah. And you come to me with a list and we can just go through them and why we changed our mind about those things. That would be fun. That'd to be do. fun. Yeah. That'd be a fun little. I mean, I, I definitely like just shooting from the hip like we, we usually do. But yeah, but hey, you got to try something new. Got to try something new. I, I just changed your mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, oh, right man. Oh, no, right now. Oh, we've totally forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's, I don't know. It's, it's fun doing this. I hope that I can just continue. I mean, you know, right now with the Patreon stuff, that helps. Um, if, if that keeps growing and I can actually afford to then travel, um, until it gets bigger or you know whatever i don't know i i just enjoy it because i i also enjoy hitting the road i mean i miss that from the presentation yeah, days yeah. those were that was so much oh, fun. It's fun i used to do the boat show circuit you know yeah and it was go, fun meet all these yeah. people stuff. Yeah. i mean it was a bit of a pain but i i, I always had fun yeah i always yeah. had fun you me know? too are there uh, some of the times there were a few road trips where i did three or four or five presentations uh-huh. towards the very in end. how many days over like a week. Oof. Oof. I don't know. It's great. It's Man. just I cause, and and I actually I prefer that. When I went out the one of the big ones was uh, out in Arizona and I did five in a week. Wow. And I actually I ended up flying out there, but that was a glimpse into the life of like a successful public speaker. If I could yeah. if I could get that sort of uh, amount of speaking and at that sort of rate and stuff. Oh my gosh. Cause by the end of that week, 
because I was doing them night after night after night. Yeah. It, that whole thing was so polished. Which one was your best one? The last one? Oh, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. And it happened. These are comfy, to, too. Yeah. It coincided with the biggest. It, it was in a, a nice auditorium. How many people? Um, probably few hundred yeah that's good that's um, the size. only thing missing at that point is i hadn't i didn't have the paperback book out yet uh, yeah i only i only actually gotta have to some for you to sign the last yeah. four uh-huh. that i did were in january and february of 2020 before everything went crazy and that was the first road trip that was presentation slash uh book signings yep and that was i was like here we go. I got home and did one up in Traverse City, and and then I was I was like, all right, and I had about seven more that were lined up, and I was gonna base out of Michigan for the last little month, and everything came crashing down and all stopped. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get back to that. I hope I can. I think you can. We'll see, because you know it's one of those stories that. It's well, the masks are coming off, man. People are just <laughs> you walk through any gas station, it'll be a littered parking lot yeah, of masks. Know, right? You know, there's yeah. there is the app Putin, Putin cured COVID. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, he did, he, he honestly did. Well, we'll, we'll save all that discussion. I that's one thing I've actually really tried. I think throughout all this whole thing, I don't think we've ever done any of the pandemic or any of that stuff. Uh, talking about it on the podcast, and I've yeah. wanted it that way because I, I always wanted no, this we were, to be we were, a, we were actually, a break from that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we went into this, and I said, "Hey, you know, because I'd recently gotten COVID, but we didn't even touch base on it once." I was like, well, "That could be a topic, right?" We were just sort of shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about it fucking once? No. no. Why? Because we don't fucking care. It's done. It's over. You know, move on, move on. We're moving forward. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Well, and that's nice. And I, you know, I've seen that a lot more in just everyday interactions with people as well, where uh, a year ago, it was basically the only thing anybody wanted to talk about. Oh, Everything, no matter how much you tried, eventually yeah. at some point in an evening, it would go back to that. It's, and it now, would. yeah, now yeah. it's, and it's it was, it was unconstructive, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I lucked out because I was in New Mexico. We were already isolated in this little tiny town, Moriarty. You know, you know, we, dude, there, there could have been airborne AIDS, and we would have been the last town on earth to get it. You know, it might as well have been in Tasmania. I'd be out you know, there in the middle of the ocean. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You would have been the last one. You know, but it is a nice break to not even fucking mention it. I mean, unfortunately, we just did, but you know. that's all right. We're at the tail end. Yeah, here. we're at the tail end. People, people, are, people have stopped listening. They've already this stopped point. listening. You know, they're, they're like, all right, these two, these two guys got to get the structure going. Yeah, don't they have dinner to go to? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, as usual, gosh, yeah. I, I, I can't thank you enough. You, you, it's so fun to sit down and talk to you I, I on love this it. podcast. I and love it. The I fact that it. you're that excited about it. I mean, for the listeners. I hope it, as soon I hope it as comes Sven through. It's going to be here when I came here. The first text I got is like, we can do a podcast then, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, of course. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I hope it comes through and I hope the audience enjoys it, you know, because I love being here and I, I want to come back. And, you know, I love how we're, we always do them somewhere else. I know. I know. It's it's always the, there's the boat, there's here, and the first one is in the basement, in the but basement, that one's yeah. never going to see the light of day no. because that that was a fucked up pot. Uh, there yeah. we go. Right back to the explain. Yeah, right back <laughs> right to there. there. Yeah. Right, right back to the salty language. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and uh, it's also cool too because, you know, obviously, like you're doing stuff and I'm trying to do stuff and 
So we have all these experiences, and then yeah. when we come back together four months later, I got to talk about later, it. Let's like, talk yeah, about it. What you, you what you been doing? I don't right. know what you've been doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're gonna go get some. Oh, uh, and Cuban don't forget sandwiches. for those for for those who lasted to the very last minute. Oh yeah, this this will be videoed. Oh yeah, I, yeah. So, so we're we're trying it out. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll I don't try. know. Um, essentially, You'll try. You'll yeah. Try. This is your podcast right now. This gets streamed out to most podcast platforms like Apple yeah. and all that sort of Google. Yeah. But it also goes once a week. I have the option to upload it on YouTube. But right now, the stuff that goes on YouTube is just the audio. So if if this sort of works and I'm able to edit this together, then yeah, it might just become one of those things. I don't know. I mean, we we'll, we'll, have yeah, to look we'll try at it out. It. Yeah, we'll try I don't even out. know how I'm going to get that video onto this computer. We'll just, we'll just use the cable. Yeah, we'll just, I don't. I, oh, I don't never, even know if you have enough memory. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. we'll, we'll have to see. We but should, should send that computer to Adam. He'll give you like five pentabytes of memory. Yeah, right. Yeah, you will. No, but that's yeah. you know that honestly though that's one of those things where I know my 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 image is on YouTube from the videos that I make and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's one of those things where. Maybe not. Might might not want to mix it. Yeah, I, I, it might just. It, I, I, there's there's a certain amount of anonymity with the with just your voice going out there and being heard, as opposed to a video of you. But you I don't know. I you sound frightened. Well, I, <laughs> mostly I don't want I I don't want people to be more hesitant. Of doing the uh, podcast because people already are. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, nervous I mean, yeah, yeah. the minute I say, "Hey, yeah. podcast microphone." I'll tell you what. You're like, huh? Well, I'll tell you what. The first moment that I found out that I could upload a video to YouTube, this is back in North Hills, Rhode Island days. <coughs> yeah. Bam! I I uploaded. I've got my own channel. Do it, you? It, yeah, yeah. It's, it hasn't been updated. It's, it's got a bunch of random shit. It doesn't make any sense to anybody. Right, right. Yeah, it's nothing. It's just I felt that these some videos I just wanted it out there. Because yeah. Once you put it on the internet, it's ne- never coming down. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, cool. These are innocuous videos. They, they don't. They're not disparaging on my character, and no one can really judge me or you know, say anything. They're just. They're just vanilla. Yeah. Right? You know. So I tried it. They've been up there forever. You know, I've had some views. There's some of um, when I had that rotating sewing machine uh-huh. when that thing got invented. Yeah. You know, the big, big Cordes machine in the rotating pit. Yeah. Dude, that, that's been, a, that's been viewed like thousands of times. Oh, really? Yeah, because no one has that, that pit. That was that was pretty much in Minden in Nevada when I was doing the sale making there. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's all proprietary North sales stuff, right? Oh, so cool, people man. are like, what the hell is he? into a rotating pit. You know, and it's it's like every year there's another couple hundred views. Yeah, you're like, who's the guy in the rotating sewing machine? (laughs) You know, and this was done on a this was done on a on a camera, not on a phone. Actual camera, like an actual camera, like a Canon. Oh, I remember you had that old Canon digital camera that you were the little one I took to Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we took to Africa, which I (laughs) shot proceeded to shoot 1.75 gigs in 2005. Yeah, it, was like, right. it was like 798 photos or something, all done in high res, which yeah. a lot of them were really good. Really and good. Th- those were the keepers. I threw out like 400. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. there were some good photos. It was a great time. Digital has definitely revolutionized that. I mean, I can remember when you had 24 shots in a roll of film, and then you were done with it. 
Oh, I've shot T Max. I've, yeah. I've shot T Max four hundred. I've I've gone into a dark room and screwed up an entire roll. Really? All, oh, yeah. All that work thrown so out in the matter too. in the matter of seconds. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But I was the last class at Purdue in photography, and the next class digital. They went digital. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! I'm, I'm I'm glad I had that experience because then it teaches you how important a, a photograph is and how you should tee it up, but because there's many parts of the photograph there's setting up the camera actually clicking the button clicking the shutter taking it then going and developing it to to film yeah and then going and enlarging it so people can actually view it yeah right and then you have to process that paper so there's like all these and when you know there's that much that goes into the photo then when you start you really give your best go. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Because you can fuck it up anywhere along the line. And if you start well, you hopefully will end well. And and those are, you know, those are my best photos that I ever, ever took because I knew how much work went into it. Now you just yeah, click, 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 hold, hold down the shutter, dude. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, we will capture I, it's like, it. I'll throw out 99, but at least I got one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but anyway, the digital age. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, no. All right, man. All right, well, bro. Let's go get some Cubans and, yeah. uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get this sucker out uh, in the next twenty minutes. Wow, yeah, that fast. Uh, well, I don't edit digital dude, I, age. I don't, I don't want to sit here and and take out breath. I don't think there's anything to edit. I like, you got to fill that gap. Whatever when we took the break, the piss break. But. Yeah, but that's easy. I'll just splice them together. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Always Until a pleasure. Next time, yeah, love you, bro. Awesome, thank you. What you're not gonna say, love you back? Yeah, oh, I love you. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, always tell people that you love them. <laughs> yeah, because you, you never, never know. know.